You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. I was going to try not to talk about Drew Pomerantz um, on this podcast because we talk about him all the time, but now I have to talk about him again because he pitched really well again. So uh, let's talk Padres baseball with A.J. Castell and Allison Footer. Um, A.J., I'm waiting for him to come back down to earth, but um, I, and I was just talking to Ken Gernick on the Dodgers side about them um, having to rally after an extra inning game. So the Padres play 17 innings, and then the next day they need somebody to step up big in the starting pitching role and um, just kind of take care of things himself. That's what he did. Seven shutout innings. Um, so you can't ask for anything more than what he did, right? No, he can't. He's been he's quickly kind of developed into the Padres' ace right now. I mean, it's still May. Uh, so we can't we can't go look too much into it maybe, but uh, it's looking more and more like he's the Padres kind of presumptive early favorite for uh, that hometown uh, All Star game bid. If uh, if they get one guy, he's 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 probably the leader. Uh, he's been nothing short of spectacular pretty much all season. He's had one rough start. It was against the Giants uh, back in April, and since then he's shut them down twice. Uh, and last night might have been his best start yet. Yeah, he's got a 170 ERA on the season. Um, it was a one nothing loss. So this is, you know, getting very frustrating for the team, I'm sure. First, I want to talk about the ball. I've, I've watched the video of the, of the pinch hit that dropped in front of Kemp. Um, kind of dropped in front of him. I mean, there looked like there was a concerted effort, but at the same time, maybe a little bit of confusion about exactly how long it was going to take for that ball to drop. I don't know. Explain to me what happened on that, and did uh, did you find fault in the fielders, or was it just one of those like crazy like that's where the ball landed and you can't do anything about it situations? Well, I Kemp took took responsibility afterwards. I think the wind uh, the wind definitely had some effect on the ball. Also, the Padres were playing no double defense, and it's kind of ironic after the game, Andy Green pretty much went through his reasoning for for playing Kemp as deep as he was, and it was. Hey, we don't allow an extra base hit in the fence. If we have to face Nard Span afterwards, that's fine because they have good splits against Brad Hand with Nard, when Nard Span's up. Uh, and so the whole goal was just don't let Hunter Pence beat us with an extra base hit. So as a result, they play Kemp deep, Pence hits a pop up, and ultimately that falls in as an extra base hit. Uh, Kemp afterwards said, "Hey, that probably shouldn't have been an extra base hit. That's my fault. That ball has to be caught." Uh, I think any ball that's kind of in no man's land in San Francisco, especially when the wind was kind of moving as much as it was last night, is an easy play. Uh, so it shouldn't necessarily be an error, but it was. it's a ball that needs to be caught when it's in the air as long as it was. Um, and Andy Green uh, still maintaining his sanity, for sure. Um, he likes the effort. He just wants better execution overall, not just talking about that game, but just overall the season. And he's very pleased with the effort, but he just feels like they're falling short in, in execution. Would you say that's pretty accurate? Yeah, and they called a they called a meeting last night after the game. Um, I think essentially uh, he's he's frustrated, and the team's frustrated more than anything else with just the fact that they can't beat the Giants right now. Um, and the, the games they've played against the Giants, they've been in just about every single one. I think there's only one game this season where – the Giants have kind of blown them away, but the Giants won at, at this point right now. They won all seven. So offensively, uh, they're frustrated. 
I think what Andy Green, basically the message he wants to get across is, hey, we're working hard, but we, we kind of just, we, we can win these games. They're winnable games, pretty much all of them. Uh, they just have to kind of figure out a way to do it. They're getting the pitching right now. The bullpen's been uh, better of late. The starting staff's been very good. Uh, they just need the offense. So Colin Ray was option, not so much for performance base, but this is what happens. This is what happens after a couple of uh, massively extra inning games. Because the Hunters also played like an 11 inning game uh, just a few days ago, so they need some arms, um, and that's that's the uh, consequence. So what was the thinking behind that transaction, and how does the team shake out from there? Yeah, I think basically it was going to happen anyway at some point. Um, and kind of the way the extra inning games shook out now was the best time. Um, and the fact that Andrew Kastner's coming back from the disabled list. Colin Ray's never thrown more than 139 innings. Uh, at this point, he's on pace for something like 190. So basically, they're going to ease him off a little bit. They send him to AAA. Uh, they're going to give him six days rest before he starts again. And then when he starts again at AAA, he's only going to throw three innings. And then after that start, he might not. He might have another start at AAA where he kind of eases off a little bit. Basically, they like Colin Ray. Cesar Vargas is in the same boat. I think at some point you're going to see the Padres do the same thing with him. Uh, basically, they want to make sure they're keeping these young arms fresh uh, for down the road. Uh, it's a long-term plan, not a short-term plan. So they like what they've seen out of Colin Ray. I think if it were if the season were shorter or uh, if it were later or something uh, – they would they would have probably optioned Christian Friedrich who struggled in his last start, but they want to take it easy with Ray because it's uh, it's the proverbial marathon and not a sprint. Right, exactly. Okay, and just to end, I just want to talk briefly about this um, a lawsuit that Gwynn family has brought against the tobacco company, um, basically alleging that uh, they had a role in Tony uh, Gwynn's uh, very untimely and sad death uh, from. From oral cancer. Um, so, what what can you tell us about that? I guess they're saying that like they kind of exploited him as an endorser uh, through the years, which led to all of this. Is that is that the gist of it? Yeah, I think essentially what it is is, uh, and uh, Tony Wynn Jr. Uh, kind of said so uh, in the New York Times story yesterday that basically they think uh, tobacco companies kind of used Tony Gwynn as a billboard without Gwynn necessarily knowing about it and. As a result, Gwyn kind of became, uh, I mean, obviously it's an extremely addictive substance, and then Gwyn kind of became a billboard for them, uh, for the tobacco companies, completely unfairly. And uh, I think they're just, they're kind of looking for, uh, for the tobacco companies to kind of admit some fault in this, and uh, they've, they've got a point. Yeah, that's just so sad because there's, uh, you know, the only outcome is that you can't bring them back, which is, uh, you know, yeah. it's a tragic situation. Okay, not to end on a sad note, but we are. So uh, thank you, AJ. Appreciate it. Talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks for having me on. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.